There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Business Cautious 5392 and says, Am I the asshole for requiring my sister to sign a legally binding contract before I loan her money? Throwaway account. I, 42 female, have a successful career and inherited a decent amount of money from my late husband. I'm nowhere close to being a millionaire, but it's enough so that as long as I'm smart with the money to only work because I want to and I'm assuming retires in there by the time I hit 45. That's including any college expenses my two children may have in the future, so long as they go to state college. Family knows that I have money and while I don't mind giving a couple of hundred dollars here and there because I know I most likely won't get it back, I draw the line at anything $400 plus. They know this, but that still doesn't stop them from trying and I've always stayed firm on this. But once the pandemic, my brother-in-law, 35 male, lost his job and my sister's 37 female job have reduced her hours until further notice. Two weeks ago, I got a call from my mother asking if I could come over. I had no problem with this and swung by the next day and found my sister already there and I could tell she had been crying. Based on the title, you all know where this is going. So with me, her, and both our parents, there my sister informed me that even though her job was expected to go back to regular work hours in early 2021, there was a rumor that they would be downsizing. She wasn't sure if her job would be secure and brother-in-law still hasn't found any luck in getting a new job yet. I knew what they wanted and tried to play dumb at first and offered to help find brother-in-law and my sister jobs. My sister said that was very generous of me and she would take the offer, but in the meantime, what they really needed was a loan. My sister asked for at least $40,000 to help with paying off their credit card, manage the mortgage, make payments towards their student loans again, and still have some money left over in case the worst happened. I was quick to tell them that they were asking a lot from me. That while I did have some money, I didn't just have $40,000 laying around to give them on a whim. I told them I'd have to check my finances and think about it. After two days, I started getting inquiring texts from my parents and sister and told them that I was busy this week and that I'd let them know over the weekend. I checked the numbers and it was cutting it a little close, but it was doable. However, I didn't like the idea of just giving the money away without any reassurances that I'd get it back. I drew up a rough draft of a contract and emailed it to my sister. I was willing to give her the money after she signed the final draft and that the money would have to be given in three separate installments. My family was furious and said that as the older sister, it was my duty to look out for my sister in a time of need, and to make her sign a contract was offensive. I countered with that since my sister has never paid me back whenever I loaned her money since the day I married my husband. I think this was more than fair. Everyone is still angry with me, so I just wanted a more neutral perspective. Am I the asshole? 
Opie then edits the post with some additional information, which says, wow, stepped away for a couple and I wanted to say thanks for the support. Also, I keep seeing a few of the same questions pop up, so I'm going to clarify and mention a couple of things. My sister and her husband can't get a loan from the bank, or at least not much, because their credit isn't the best right now. To my sister and brother-in-law's credit, they did have some savings, but are burning through it since my brother-in-law is currently out of work. My sister doesn't work enough hours right now. Also, they have kids. After I got married, my sister started making little jokes that compared to what my husband makes, what's a few couple of dollars to family every now and then. Over the years, I gave my sister at least $2,500 that she never paid back, and I just stopped counting after a while because it would get me upset. I just made a habit to stop giving her money. Although I would still pay whenever we went out to restaurants, the movies, or the spa. Edit 2. Okay, had to step away again for personal stuff, and when I checked, I saw even more responses, all talking about how I would collect money if my sister either refused or couldn't pay me back. I left that part out because I wanted to focus on just the idea of the contract itself, rather than the technicality part. As previously stated, I emailed my sister a rough draft of the contract and was planning on having it notarized so that it was official, but as collateral, I would take ownership of her and my brother-in-law's cars if they couldn't pay. Hope that clears a few things up. Absolutely not the arsehole at all, because I just can't see you getting that money back. And whilst I think it's incredibly kind of you to lend family money in the past, the $200 here and there that you said, I think that you've been taken advantage of by them. Well, you have, let's face it, because they haven't paid a penny back. I know for a fact any of my brothers or my family lent me any money that would be on my mind until they got every single penny back, because otherwise it's just taking the piss. They haven't paid you back in the past, they got bad credit for a reason, and I'm not playing down, I know this could have been down to just a bad run in life, but I gotta say it does feel to me like they are taking advantage of OP in this particular situation. And they're kicking up a fuss now about a contract because they know it's unlikely you're going to be paid back. Sure, there's a chance they might think they're going to do that, but then other things get in the way. They still might not have jobs or the hours once they've burned through all that money. And then they're in the same position again, potentially borrowing from someone else or asking you again. And then you're very unlikely to see that money ever again. And don't get me wrong, no one likes to see family struggle, but I think they are taking advantage of you. But a deleted user says, holy heck, that's a lot of money. I wouldn't loan them that at all, contract or no. They seem to have a problem with their finances and while I think they could be shown compassion, 40,000 is a line that should definitely not be crossed, especially if they're still in debt to you. Not the arsehole and don't let them guilt you into harming yourself for their gain. Stop hitting myself says not the arsehole. It looks like they had no intention of paying you back. I think you need to come up with a more realistic number. You don't need to pay off their student loans, especially as they might not be making enough currently to have to pay them anyway. Ask them about their mortgage and possibly organize payments directly to the provider with that written contract. Express how you are hurt by the emotional blackmail and say you feel that you're being punished because you're a young widow. Your duty is to yourself and your children first. Meal Team 60 replies that and says, aha, you are British. I can tell by both organize and the fact that you think their student loans don't have to be paid if they aren't earning. Here in the greatest country in the world, you have to pay off your student loans no matter what. You could be homeless or dead and they'll still come after you or your family. Cheerily terrified says not the arsehole. Mortgage and food 
sure. But if they're asking for money to pay off student loans and credit card debt and also have a contingency, then well, I'd say no. But I'd definitely ask for a contract, especially if they don't pay you back. If your family are that appalled, then they can take the credit card and student loan payments for you. And one more from Curly Tomato who says not the asshole. How dare they behave like that? Your husband died. I'm very sorry for you all. And the money he left was to make sure that you and his children would be okay because he wasn't going to be there to do that. Once it is gone, it is gone. It's all on you. Unlike your sister and brother-in-law who are both able to contribute to the family. If anything, it is your parents' duty to look after their daughter, not her sister. Not supporting you is what is offensive. They are assholes. And what exactly is the emergency? They want to pay off their credit cards and have leftover money in case. Well, so does most of the world, and how does everyone do that? Not take your sister's money, that's for sure. I bet they would use the emergency fund for a big trip or a big TV because they had a hard year and deserved it. Wouldn't pay you back a dime and treat you like you did something wrong. Tell her you changed your mind. She doesn't have to sign the contract. You were wrong. You are not lending the money to them at all. So then OP did update the post, which says thanks to all the wonderful and helpful comments. I won't lie, familial pressure slash guilt was getting to me a little because I realized how fortunate I am. I also wanted to apologize for downplaying my socioeconomic status. I just have been living beneath my means for so long, I sometimes forget how fortunate I truly am. I just wanted to show my children the importance of being financially responsible and rarely ever splurged. In the end, I contacted my sister and brother-in-law for a sit-down. Public, so they couldn't cause too much of a scene, but private enough so we could vaguely discuss sensitive information. Plus, there was the social distancing. I simply did a basic lay-down of the situation. I told them that I needed them to hear everything I had to say first, and if they interrupted me, I would walk away and not lend them a cent. First, I told them that it is good to help family when you can, but couldn't give them $40,000. I'm able to offer them $3,200 a month for at least six months. I told them that I simply cannot afford any more without it affecting my kids and that I am a mother before I'm a sister or a daughter. I also told them that I can't afford to bail them out every time they're in trouble and that since the future is so uncertain, I may not always have the means to care for others. My money is going to have strings attached and if they didn't like it, they could go somewhere else. I made it clear that I wasn't doing this to be mean or controlling, but I want to help my sister help herself. The rules were A. The money would be deposited in a new joint bank account with one authorized signer. B. My sister and brother-in-law were going to meet with a financial advisor, which I would pay for. C. Since neither of them are working, it doesn't make sense to have two cars, so I expect them to sell one of them, and then our parents can let my sister or brother-in-law use one of their cars when they need it. D. Before they can get the first payment, they'll be having their meeting with a financial advisor and I will be in the meeting just so I know they went. I made it very clear that this is the best that I could give them. They looked upset, but I told them that beggars can't be choosers. They said they'd think about it. I knew that my sister was going to cry to our parents, so I called them as soon as I got in the car and told them everything. I said I'm not changing my mind and that if they feel my sister needs more than what I'm offering, they're more than happy to downsize and sell their own home or take out money from their own retirement and SSI, since family helps family. If there's an update, I'll put here as an edit. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Edit for info. I keep seeing this, just so we're clear. The 3200 a month is going to be a gift, and I told them that. I don't expect to ever see that money again. But I'm never going to give my sister and brother-in-law another cent after this, and I'm prepared to go low contact slash no contact with her over this. I know my parents will never go low contact slash no contact with me because I'm their first choice when it comes to taking care of them when they're too old to take care of themselves. Edit for info too. Forgot to mention that I don't really want sister and brother-in-law to sell one of the cars. It's just my way of putting pressure on brother-in-law to get a job. Any job. He has a master's and was making, I think, around $75,000 at minimum. And now he wants a job in the same field making the same amount or more. If we weren't in a pandemic and he didn't have so much debt, I'd understand him wanting to hold out for something better. But right now, you got to do what you got to do. And I gotta say, my head dropped a bit when she said uh, a three thousand two hundred a month is going to be a gift, and I told them that, and I don't ever expect to see that money again. And then OP talking about their parents and saying that I'm their first choice when it comes to taking care of them when they get too old to take care of themselves. And I'm just like, oh my word. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Try, who says, Am I the asshole for not allowing my daughter to spend Christmas with me and my new family? I, 46 female, am the mother of a 24-year-old woman from my first marriage and 12 and 10-year-old boys from my second marriage. When I was married to my first husband, he was unemployed almost all of our marriage. We lived in a house his father owned. His father paid our bills. He bought us the car we drove. He sent my husband money to take care of our family, etc., I was young, stupid, and in love. That is my only excuse for living like that. When my daughter turned five, I started pushing my husband to work. I myself got a job. He didn't want to. Things escalated and ended up in us getting divorced. He got full custody while I got visitations every other Saturday. His dad hired a good lawyer. I couldn't do that. I also had to pay child support. I used to work a full-time and two part-time jobs to afford my one-bedroom apartment as well as the child support payments. A year after our divorce, my ex married a new woman. There was a lot of child alienation from them and sadly, I couldn't afford to take them to court again. By the time my daughter turned 14, she was calling me by my name and calling her stepmom, mum. I tried my best to hold on to my kid. I went to all the events I could go to. I planned fun days with the limited funds I had. Even when I couldn't afford to turn on the heat, I still made sure to get her a Christmas gift. Sadly, by the time she turned 16, she no longer wanted to have anything to do with me. I took them to court, but they did nothing. 
and the last time I saw her, she said some very awful things to me. I was defeated, but I decided that I no longer had a daughter, since that is literally what she wanted. I moved away, met a good man, married him and had two wonderful kids. Last year, my daughter reached out. She was sorry. She said that she wanted to reconnect. I was hesitant and resentful, but I still talk with her once a week. Suddenly, she asked if she could spend Christmas with us. She wanted to get to know her brothers. I told her that we were not in a stage where I could allow that. It got heated, but I told her that I could not trust her with my kids and that I was still not 100% sure that I wanted our relationship to become more. She says that I am an asshole and I'm punishing her for things she had no control over. And I know what she told me and how she reacted to me was a direct result of her father's manipulation. Am I the asshole? Edit since a nice Redditor brought it to my attention. My kids are adopted. She is my only biological child. I'm just used to saying that I had kids. They are technically my late sister-in-law's children, but I raised them these last seven years. And we're going to go straight to the comments, starting with administration this, who says you're the arsehole, and quotes, I was young, stupid, and in love. This is my only excuse for living like that. And goes on to say, your daughter was also young and surrounded by manipulative people who turned her against you. You were able to snap out of it and work hard to make a life for yourself. Your daughter, who hurt your feelings when she was literally a child, seems to have snapped out of it as well. But you offer her no grace. Maroon Grad says no one's an asshole here. You aren't going to get over it all immediately. And I can see the reluctance to go too fast and get your heart broken again. But I can see how she wants to make up for all the years she missed and doesn't want to miss any more. Keep in mind that her other alternatives may be Christmas alone or stuck having Christmas with the man who cost her her mother. Exhorter says, not the arsehole, I feel like people are missing the part where there are children involved. Opie is right to evaluate what kind of person her daughter is before introducing her to the family. You don't just suddenly bring your estranged daughter to Christmas. Remarkable Station says, choice of words matter. No one's an arsehole here, but maybe I would have gone with, I need time to heal, let's rebuild just us before we involve more family. Or anything else rather than, I don't trust you. Might be true but it's also hurtful. Kicking Wan says, feel like there's a lot of missing context here. The courts don't generally grant custody to fathers, let alone unemployed ones, so I need some info there. Opie responded and said, small town, connected father-in-law who happens to be rich, and me barely over the poverty line, and not from said town. I was lucky to get visitations. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Classic Compliant 373 who says, am I the asshole for telling my future mother-in-law that if she keeps pushing for a child-free wedding, I'm going to convince her son to elope. My fiance and I met at university. I was there on scholarship and he was a legacy. For those of you who might not understand what that means, I will try to explain. A legacy is a student that may or may not meet the qualifications to get into a certain university. However, their family has a long history with the school and alumni, and as an alumni, donate to the endowment or contribute in some other way to the school. Is actually a charming and intelligent person and didn't need family connections to get in. He's a kind and generous person. I could spend this entire post talking about him, but that's not why I'm here. His family is fancy. They want us to have a huge fancy wedding and his mother is harping on about it being child free. My family is not fancy and I love all my little relatives. 
I'm from Colombia. I grew up calling anyone that I was even remotely related to that was close to my age, primo slash prima, cousin. Anyone older was tio slash tia, uncle slash aunt. I have so many little cousins and nibblings that I want at my wedding. One of my dreams has already been a wedding picture where it's just me in my wedding dress, just surrounded by kids. But my future mother-in-law keeps insisting that we should be child-free for the reception. I'm sick of it. We are visiting his family for Christmas and we just had another discussion about the wedding. I finally lost it. I very politely informed her that if I heard one more word about how she didn't like that we were planning our wedding to include children, that I would convince her son to elope. He is on the spectrum and isn't really looking forward to a huge wedding anyways. He says he would be happy with a courthouse wedding. He is equally happy with what we are planning. He is not happy about his mum trying to dictate to us plans for a wedding she isn't paying for. We are paying for everything ourselves. She is in the other room being comforted by her daughter and other daughter-in-law. All three of them said I was being cruel to threaten to not have a wedding for her eldest son. My fiance's dad agrees with us that it is our choice. Before anyone asks, my family could have paid my university tuition and board without breaking the bank. We just aren't fancy. Am I being the asshole like they said? Now this one's a very simple one to me. This is your wedding. You want your younger relatives there so absolutely have them there mother-in-law didn't like it well she can piss off stony says not the asshole i'm guessing she was going to use the wedding to flaunt wealth and invite social friends to impress if you are feeling magnanimous tell her if she wants to throw an adult only engagement party or something else you'll be happy to attend on her dime but the wedding is non-negotiable secret jealous says not the asshole she has no say in your wedding even if she was paying for the whole thing, she would not get to dictate who you invite. I have some experience with a just no mother-in-law. You are making a good decision to set and enforce boundaries early on in your relationship with her. East Variety says you should incorporate all the kids into your wedding. I'm picturing 19 flower girls twirling down the aisle. It's your wedding, not the asshole. Corgi Huntress says not the asshole. I don't know why it matters to her that the wedding be child-free but her opinion doesn't matter whatsoever. It's your wedding and it's your choice, yours and your fiance's. There's only so long you can put up with the nagging and not listening. You did not so much threaten her as promise her. She now knows she's not going to get her own way and she doesn't like it. And one more comment from Imaginary Fall who says not the asshole. It's your wedding and I think it's wonderful that you want to include all the children in your family that you love and care for. I also love the idea of the picture of you in your wedding dress with them surrounding you. I think it would be beautiful. You only told your future mother-in-law what you did because she kept pushing the issue and is seemingly the only person who wants it to be child-free. You wouldn't have had to been so firm with her if she would only respect your wishes on your special day. So in my opinion, you are definitely not the asshole in this scenario. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love support and time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so so much and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.